Hello everyone, welcome to Northern Boys Podcast. It's me, Richard, Anthony and Robert. Hello. Hi boys, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, hello, good, thanks. Doing alright, doing pretty good. You? Yeah, good, not bad. Sad news of the passing of uh, Alison's father, yeah. which was uh, a big sad thing I think to everybody and uh, not a great thing when you're stuck in uh, in the UK and you can't get back home to the funeral as well, which must be a, a yeah. pretty sad thing for uh, him and family. Yeah, very shocking. I heard that visit yesterday. Yeah, terrible, terrible tragedy. He drowned, didn't he? It was a terrible accident. And yeah, I feel my heart goes out to Alison and I hope he's doing okay. And obviously he's got the full support of all the Liverpool fans around the world and he'll never walk alone. And just, I hope he's, I hope he's doing all right. He can't play tomorrow, can he, Anthony, really? I wouldn't play. I think you got to let him decide, haven't you? Yeah. You gotta let him decide. If he thinks it's best for him to play tomorrow, then some people won't take their mind off it, don't they? When they've had bad things happen and they want to get on with the job that they enjoy. But yeah, I think they'll they'll test they'll they'll, they'll uh, see how he's doing, won't they? Yeah. And uh, see where he wants to. Do you think it won't be that great though, considering he'll be in an empty stadium? I mean, it might have been different if there was fans there. To come out to, and I'm sure everybody you'd feel a lot better than if it was fans yeah. to be with him. Mm. You, you, yeah, you never know. The club might want to protect him a bit, with mind because obviously he's had a few not necessarily great. Then again, he's had some brilliant performances and like patches in game, but then he's made a mistake here and a mistake there, really. but then he's saved us. So they might want to protect him a bit, you know, like, like looking after the, the the players and the fans, don't they, and the, and the staff. Well, yeah, it would be hard, I think, with the fans not being there, yeah. Mm. But uh, also, some bad news as well, which is that Jordan Henderson is going to be out until late April after having a successful surgery on his abductor, mm. which I think Rob probably keep him out pretty much for the rest of the season, won't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. You might, you'll get him back, like you say, end of April, but by then there's only, like, a couple of games left, I think, isn't there? Um, yeah. There may be a few games left in the league, and if we're lucky, we may be in the Champions League semi-final by that time, quarter-final, I'm not sure, league semi-final. I'm thinking positive. But, yeah, he's a big blow. He's a big, big player for us. We struggled with him playing centre-back. Uh, not having him there is going to make it doubly tough for us to win games. Um, but yeah, big miss, and um, doesn't help us going forward. So it's going to be. Do you tough. think Anthony that maybe playing in centre half could have caused the injury as well? You know what? You know what's weird? You said that. I was thinking exactly the same thing with Fabinho <laughs> before. I thought you know it, to go from a position you're used to to being a position where I guess you have to turn a lot. You know. To, you know, when especially when it's people attacking with intensity and make sure you're in the right position and all that stuff. But yeah, I think it could have had a slight effect on it, especially if he's like moved from midfield to centre back, midfield to centre back. I know he played a couple of games in midfield and then he went back. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it could it could have had a, an effect on him in in some way. It's changed, you have to change the way you play, don't you? Do you think well, also? I don't. Uh, 
possibly uh, playing out of position and also feeling like he's responsible because he's captain could have actually played into that injury as well. Maybe because he's yeah. Well, sorry, maybe because no. he's overexerted himself trying to win a ball back and uh, mm. just overdoing it, and that's what's happened. Yeah, it, you could see it. He was trying his darndest to get the ball, and it just. All of a sudden, when I thought it was his hamstring at first, but obviously, when you see it, he touches his groin afterwards, and he's obviously overcommitted in a tackle or trying to win the ball back and just strained it or tore it, even. I don't know. I think it was a tore, a rupture, wasn't it? I mm, think mm. they've had to operate on it, but I think Anthony, in a Liverpool's perspective, that just pretty much sums up everything about this season. Yeah, it's kind of completely the opposite to last season, isn't it? Isn't it? We've just been just injuries throughout the, everybody, every part of the squad, isn't it? From attack to defence, Allison's been out as well, hasn't he? For twice, I think, at one point, and you know, I think the only positive I think might bring out, especially with Sheffield United tomorrow. I know they're quite a physical side anyway. You'd hope that. Now he has to play two centre backs together, and, and he's got to give either Reese Williams another chance or Nat Phillips with it with a new guy who's been playing recently, or the Davis, the guy who's Sam Preston, um, give him a chance, and hopefully get <clears throat> now going forward is our centre back pairing we play against Sheffield United is our centre back pairing going forward to the end of the season. Yeah, well, you and think he doesn't probably- change it. But you think that's what he should do, don't you, Rob? That he's got to stick with two centre halves that he feels now, yeah. meant her and then just play him until the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Is well, he's he's run out of midfielders who can play at centre back. I think there's only yeah. Genie Wijnaldum yet left, and I wouldn't want to play you don't him. Want to there. risk him, do you? No, I know no. I've said that if he's not signed a new contract, he should go. But you don't want to risk him playing him though, and then he gets injured. Then. He's just got to pick two. Like you said, Ant, he's got to pick two centre backs and just Go leave it. just leave them as a partnership for the rest of the season. There's no point chopping and changing it, obviously, unless we get injuries, yeah. which could well happen. It doesn't. It's Liverpool this season. It's like we've Klopp must have ran over a black cat at home <laughs> when he was coming home one night from a, from a training or something. Now what happened is we won the league after thirty years. That's what did. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's a success we had over the two seasons, wasn't it? That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Anthony, I suppose I'll come to you about this one, really. If you bring in two centre-backs on the last day of the transfer window, the 20-year-old plays, how many games has Kavak played now? Three? I think it's three. Yeah. Played everyone. And Ben Davis is five years his senior. Hasn't yeah. had a snip. Played regularly at Preston, captain yeah. at Preston. Why? I heard, the, why, I heard why he had a knock, he, didn't he? Yeah, I but think. why? Why? What? He's back. He's been back for a little while now. Why? Is why is? Why do you think Jurgen Klopp's not using him? I don't know. It baffles me. I, you know, no, I'm not. I don't like saying anything against Klopp because he's he's been brilliant. Well, I think he'll go down one of my greatest managers ever. Yeah, but what he's, he's, he's done. He's but yeah. I think I said in one of the previous podcasts, why why play a midfielder there now when you've just signed two new centre backs? And you're right, Rich. So you're playing a, you're playing a guy who's hardly played English. He's never played English football. 
and the guy who's his senior who's played multiple times like as captain and you know played God knows how many games for Preston uh, and never played don't you know what do you it. think as well, Rob, that language comes into it? I mean, well, you, you it's not think like so. Davis has come from uh, Ecuador or Chile or something like that and he can only speak Spanish. Well, you think so, wouldn't you? He's an English player. He speaks English, you know, pretty well, which he sounds like he does. Well, he does when he's had interviews. So why not throw him in there? He can't do any worse, considering yeah. we've not won a game in the Premier League for, what, four matches since the West Ham game? Yeah. Why not play him yeah. together? Because... What's the point of wasting Jordan Henderson in midfield in defence when he should be playing further forward? You've got to risk it. You can't. There's no point bringing in two centre backs. You might as well stick them straight in there and give it a go because they can't do any worse. No. You know, and we've been struggling defensively. So what's what's the difference of playing putting Davis in there and moving Henderson into midfield where he, where he would have been? He's better. He influences the game more. Just do it. Why Why not? I don't know. Maybe Klopp's seen something in training that he doesn't like or he obviously feels he's not settled in and he's not used to the way we play yet. I don't know. But do you think maybe was that he was brought in, Anthony, to say that Jürgen Klopp was given this option and he looked at it as thought, well, I'll just message out for the rest of the season. I need these two centre-backs are available. I'll, I'll bring Ben Davis in as well. But maybe that he was thinking that Fabinho was still going to be fit, so he played yeah. a back and Fabinho as his two and then just have but Ben why, Davis third. But why sign, that's the thing, though. why sign a guy who's playing regular football for Preston, captain? What do you think he's going to do to his career? I know he's still got to make a decision to come to Liverpool. He's not going to turn it down, is he? And he must have. He, he only. I think he would have turned it down if Clock would have said, "Look, you're not going to play." So he must have said, "You'll have a chance." And I think um, for me, it's like he gave Reese Williams a chance early in the season, and he's played Nat Phillips, and Nat Phillips played for was it Stuttgart? Stuttgart, yeah. And are they in German division, second division? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So for me, championship competitive at the top where Preston have been challenged player spots is better than German second division you'd assume so pace of the game and all that stuff so you play Reese Williams and you play uh, Nat Phillips early in the season when we had Van Dijk and Gomez out why not play Davis I, I don't get it and I think he should be given his chance tomorrow and that's my that's my opinion he's got to do it he's got to it's unfair on the, unfair on the guy uh, you think the style as well, Rob, that Sheffield United would bring to the table, that would be a good game for him to play, really. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even play Ben Davis and Kevin and Nat Phillips together instead of Kabak. Maybe. Because of them being first place. Maybe, because Sheffield United, I know, attacking-wise, have they got McBurney, is it, up front? Is that my right? scoring at the moment. And they've got Brewster, obviously, who doesn't, mm. I don't think he's scored all season. Which probably no. means he'll score tomorrow against us, knowing our luck. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They're not that threatening going forward, Sheffield United. I don't think they score many goals. Um defensively not not great. I don't know, not great. Bit, bit got maybe. eleven points, So <laughs> you'd assume we'd have enough to beat them with either like you say, give Davis a game against with Phillips maybe, like you say, is the way to go, more solid. Uh, but 
the way this Liverpool team is playing, you just don't know what's going to happen. They could go out there tomorrow yeah, and win yeah. two, three nil, so, or lose. You just don't know. Well, I think it's that whole case of communication, isn't it? If you if you have two players that speak the same language playing together, uh, then that will make a massive difference, obviously, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I agree with what you said, Rich. Playing and, and Rob kind of you seem to agree as well. Player Phillips and um, Davis tomorrow sounds like a perfect opportunity for them to um, to to get some sort of partnership in certain games where it's you know the right style of football from the opposition to defend. So, well, I just yeah. think uh, I like I think from personal thinking, it's like you said, Anthony. If he's if if he said he couldn't have not said to Ben, he must have said to Ben Davis that he will get to, a chance to play. Why really? Uh, because if I had been Ben Davis, I would have gone to Celtic. He would have said, "I can't guarantee that you're going to play." Anything. And he'll play every game at Celtic. Yeah, and he could be in a position where he could win the championship. Well, not so, this you know, year, no. Not this year, Rich. The way Rangers have been no, no, playing, you know, you never know what could happen next season for him. Oh he? yeah, yeah. But the thing was, I suppose we've yeah, football club that's it is still regarded as one of the biggest football clubs in Great Britain. Mm. Well, you know what's going yeah, to happen with Davis. Play Rich. regular football there and compete for the title. Yeah, would be better than sitting in the reserve, sitting in the training ground and not getting a chance at Liverpool when they're missing centre backs. Well, you know what's going to yeah. happen, bro. I can tell you a thousand ways from Sunday what's going to happen. He'll probably sign for Celtic in the summer. Yeah, and we'll and we'll get yeah. a couple of million quid from him. That's what'll happen. Because you know Klopp's going to bring in another centre-back. You just know that's going to happen. Because he was looking at... The guy from Marseille was his first choice, I believe. In January. And I just think Ben Davis will end up leaving, going to Celtic in the summer, and we'll probably sign another centre-back from some European team, probably. It wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Yeah. Or it'd be a good loan fee. I think he'll go permanent. He'll, yeah. If we get the money we paid for him, you'll probably see him out the door. It won't surprise me if that. Yeah, he looked like a player like Andy Robertson when they brought him in, and the success he's had. Hmm. Why, why, why do you think it would be different with Ben Davis? I'm not saying it isn't, but it took Robert Robertson six months to get used to playing for Liverpool, didn't it? And get regularly picked. And uh, we can't really can we wait that long for Ben Davis to settle in? Wouldn't they be the same with another centre back coming from another country, though? No, I'm not disagreeing with you, you know. But, uh, but, but, come the, come the but come the summer, you don't. Van Dijk and Gomez will be Gomez fit. Gomez are back. And so you can easily... The centre-back's only going to play in certain games, like European or cup games. Or yeah, cup. we'll go on certain to this and we'll bring up uh, like a kind of thing that we're kind of thinking of for the, like a thing to talk about about the summer. But in regards to Van Dijk and Gomez, we have to look at the situation with regards to the knee injuries. Could you really see to those two centre-halves being at the optimal best at the start of next season with the injuries that they've had? You'd hope so after a pre-season. We'll actually have a pre-season next, this summer. Obviously, there'll be the Euros, which isn't going to help because yeah. we'll have a lot of players at the Euros. And I know Holland will want Van Dijk to play in the Euros for a start, which we don't want to happen. And you know he'll be he may play, Gomez if he gets back fit, I doubt he will. So you probably won't have to worry about him. Henderson playing for England. 
uh, Trent playing for England, um, Jota for, for Scotland, Jota playing for Portugal, uh, Thiago for Spain. There's a lot of our players who'll be playing in that tournament in the summer, which isn't yeah, going to help. I look at, I look, I can't, I can't agree with you on that one though because. Every other team that's playing in the English football is going to have the same situation. Well, yeah. yeah, true, true. We're not the only ones because every other team's got international City, players. City, Chelsea, yeah. you know, so United. Well, not so much United, but the meme. Or I look at it in the way that when you look at Van Dijk's injury and the operation that he went through, and also uh, Gomez and the stages of rehabilitation that they need, mm. the people that. But an article that I was reading actually mentioned that you're probably only looking to see the player in when they have that type of injury to be at the best again in a year's time, about eighteen months. That's after the injury, though. Mm. So you take it after the injury, and then so it'd be like when he comes back, you're looking at nearer the end December. of the year. Yeah, end of this year. Mm. Well, surely Klopp and the medical team know this, so he's going to be looking at trying to bring in a couple of centre-backs in the summer because I think you can't rely on Joe Matty because he's, you just can't stay fit to save his life. And I don't want Fabinho and I don't want Henderson playing in central defence anymore because it's just yeah. not working. So okay. the surely they're going to have... Keep that, hold your thoughts, right? Okay. This is a question, or this is a thing I've come up with now, right? Liverpool in the summertime... And you're, you're Jürgen Klopp. Well, you two are Jürgen Klopp. Or one of you can be Jürgen Klopp, the other one can be Michael Edwards or whatever. Or whatever, or whatever. <laughs> um, if Liverpool got money, say Liverpool got money to spend in the summer, but we don't know how much it is. Mm. We'll just say they've got money to spend in the summer. Uh, if we go to Anthony first, then what transfer... Um, What's transfer wheeling in dealings would you be looking to do in the summertime? Regarding in and outs. Oh, right, okay. Outs. I'll go outs, I'll do try and do it quick. Origi, Matip, Wijnaldum. Yeah, well, you've got reasons. you got to have reasons, reasons. for why. Wijnaldum's going to go because he won't sign new contracts. Matip will go because we want. We don't want to repeat this season with him being injured all the time. And what's the point of How do you get how would you I'd get, get around. Yeah. It just goes to a less intense style of football, doesn't it? So it should be okay. <laughs> all right, take take all the COVID reasons into consideration. You've got the Euros as well. Yeah, um, I think Origi's got his. He must go because he, he won't be happy. He's not playing. Uh, Inns, I'll bring in another centre back. I'll bring in uh, another centre forward um, for sure. Probably bring someone like Harry Wilson or um, back. Uh, leave um, the young lad at Blackburn on loan. He's doing well. Um, and possibly another goalkeeper. <laughs> um, centre forward, centre back, and another maybe midfielder for me is a must. Rob? Similar to Anne, I think I'd. Gini Wijnaldum obviously he's going to go because his contract's up I'd uh, uh, I prob- 
say about that. He's actually interested in signing a new contract now. Oh, right, okay. What they've offered him? Yeah, because Barcelona ain't gonna can't afford him and can't get him in. That's probably why. Nobody can. Nobody. No, nobody exactly. Can him. Exactly. All right. Well, that's okay. Right. Origi. Yeah, because he's just not good enough. Try and ship him out. I don't know how much you get for him these days. You probably look to get 10, 10, million. Million, 10, 10 million for him if you're lucky, but I don't think you would. Um, I'd sell Shakiri because I just don't think he's good enough. And then you bring bring back Elliot to replace him, in my opinion. Um, and for me, oh, I'm trying to think who else is in there. Uh, ship out Matip. I'd. I don't know. Would you give him away? On a, would you give him away on a free transfer? I don't know. He's probably got a few years left on his contract. I don't know. Um, Adrian will go because he's con- he's out of contract. Um, maybe Milner go back to Leeds, get a couple of million for him. Um, and for me, I think we need desperately need a centre forward who can score goals, which ain't going to be cheap. Uh, but I'd try and get Haaland from um, Dortmund if you could, if we had any money, because I think he'd be a game changer for us. Uh, a midfielder, definitely. Just need something different in midfield. And uh, a centre-half, I think, for me. That would be my... If I could, I'd pull... If I could, I'd pull as much money as I possibly could and just get a top, top class centre forward. I don't know who that would be. I'd like it to be Mbappe, but I just don't think we can afford him unless Nike stumped up some money and LeBron James did, who's his mate. (laughs) Oh, but he, John Henry, like, sold the Boston Red Sox and we could get him. I don't know. Um, But something like that would be amazing, but I just can't see it happening, especially if we don't get Champions League football. Um, or we'd have to spend an absolute fortune to get him and a fortune on wages just to get him at the club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, all out getting a striker because for as good as Firmino is, he doesn't score enough goals and you can maybe drop him back and play him in midfield, I don't know. You could, and that's why I think he'd play him behind. But we need something, we need goes. something. But that's, that, that's where he's playing now. He's mm. playing behind the front two. Because they literally are playing with a front two at mm. the moment. They're just very, very wide. Yeah, but I just think they need a striker. Desperately. Too deep. Desperately right. need a striker. Yeah, I, I reckon this is what they should do if I was Jürgen Klopp. Okay. Two centre-backs in the summer, you buy. Right. I wouldn't keep Kabak because I don't think he's going to be good enough. Especially at the present time because of the injuries to Van Dijk and Gomez. You need a reliable, two reliable centre-halves that are going to they're a little bit older because I don't think Kabak's going to be... I don't think you can be expecting him to be playing a lot of games next season if they kept him, mm. yeah. which I don't think they will anyway, to be honest. You don't think so? I think, no. they, need a new, I think they need a new goalkeeper. Not, yeah. a, not a first-choice goalkeeper, but a goalkeeper to come in and have experience. Do you think yeah. Kelleher should stay? Is Kelleher's gonna, Kelleher will be that second choice next year? He should be number two, yeah, for me. I think they need a third goalkeeper anyway. Because they do. They do, and they need an experienced one. Um, but I think Keller should be given his number two chance. Yeah. Uh, they need a midfielder, central midfielder that's um, 
God, I think maybe they need two central midfielders actually, because I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, that have uh, the same energy levels as what Jordan Henderson has in Wijnaldum. Um, yes. Similar kind of players. And I think they need a forward as well. Hey. Uh, reason why I'm saying because they need these two midfielders because the players I get rid of, if they can, is Matty, uh, Naby Keita, Oxley chamberlain Jidan Shakiri, uh, and um, obviously Adrian's going, so he's out. But yeah, and Divock Origi. So you got six players out of that side that I wouldn't keep because I just don't think they're reliable enough injury-wise and uh, form a little bit as well because yeah. they never they never stay fit to get into form and then obviously they don't help us, which yeah. is crap. Some of them are quite tall. I love Naby Keita, but you're right, Rich. I think Naby Keita is an amazing player, but he just can't stay fit. When he plays for us, he, the midfield looks... So much better because he can take players on and he's got a bit of something about him, but he can't stay fit. So you're not probably wrong in that score. And maybe I think Oxley Chamberlain, since he's come back, has done nothing for me. And I think you're right. Yeah, I, I forgot about him to be fair. I would have kept Ox, but I think he's running out of chances. He hasn't played a full 90 minutes since 2018. I know, and that's the thing. When he when he first came and he was coming off the bench, he was a massive impact sub, and he scored some brilliant goals. And he, even when he started games, he looked brilliant. And we thought, this is the guy we signed. This is the way. And then he had two bad injuries. I don't think it's his fault. I just think it's the injuries he's had. It's set him back so much. But yeah, but I think he, he, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Anthony. mentally mentally wise, I don't think he's strong enough. Well, you've had two nasty. He, yeah, I know, but he always seems to be he's very in his head, in his own head. So the yeah. game's passing by because he's he's so like, oh, I can imagine he's probably thinking, oh, that first touch was awful, I need to get it back in the second one, no, I've done it again. And then instead of just focusing on the match itself, he's away in, in with the furries instead of concentrating mm. on the game. But for, for him, if he can get fit and make an impact then I think he's, he should stay but if he doesn't stay fit and like say oh now after the end of the season he's fit and doesn't do anything then yeah maybe his time's up at Liverpool at this level but for what he's achieved in his career it's, it's impressive you know I know he didn't really win the Champions League because he didn't play the final few games but well he did really didn't he oh was he out that whole no, season no he was out he was out that's when he was out yeah but he's won the Premier League and he's won how many FA Cups with Arsenal and he's won the League Cup with Arsenal and you think he, he's done so much in his career. It's like Jack Wiltshire, isn't it? Yeah. He's great to be proud of. So if he doesn't yeah. stay at the level where he's at now and he drops down a level, then he'd probably be the best player in that team. I could but, see him doing well at a West Ham for some reason. Yeah, definitely. I think he'd be alright, like you say, a, little, a side that can give him more games than we can give him, give him time. But Manages fitness. I just think we've got so we've got just too many f- players that we need to help us out. That, yeah. Like if you have a basketball team and you've only got five players to choose from and the mm. rest you've got on your bench. You're knackered. All the time. <laughs> LeBron yeah. James has to be running around at 36 years of age trying to do everything. But yeah. It's just not going to happen, is it? No. Yeah, no. Who would you go for then, Rich, if you could choose? Who would, who would you pick? Okay. 
This right. is what I'm interested uh, about. Goalkeeper, I don't really know because I couldn't really say you would be available in the summer. Uh, but midfield wise, I'd definitely go for Tillemans from uh, Leicester. I like yeah. him. I think he'd be like a great addition uh, in midfield. Centre backs is a bit harder because obviously it's who's available for what price. Cause and he'll come and be back. He'll come and be back up to Van Dijk and yeah. Gomez. Um, oof, that's tough on that. I always look at like Leicester, and I think they've got one or two players that would fit us. Would you not look at well. somebody like that? I know they keep being linked with that kid from Brighton, don't they? That bit, the uh, young lad. Mike, I don't know about him to be honest. I don't really see him very much there. I think. I I think we need a centre back who's who can compete with the with the other two. He needs to be a player that comes in and thinks right. I'm, when I'm in this team, I'm staying in this team. You're not going to yeah. get me out because well, otherwise, yeah. you might as well just stay with Matic. To be honest, because it's yeah. not going to they're not going to improve as a team, and that goes for bringing in a forward. I'd look at, like you said, Robert. If we could afford it, look at a forward who's just going to go. I don't care. He's up front at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah. I take it on full full flow, and I'm just going to blast it out. Well, you need you need one of them generational players, and I think Mbappe and Haaland will be like Messi and Ronaldo for years to come. One yeah. of them two, and I know it's yeah. a, they're going to cost a lot of money and be a lot a lot in wages. But you think if you sign one of them two players, they'll be your number one striker and one of the best players in the world for ten years, and you yeah. could make a shed ton of money. Selling shirts and everything else make that just on and merchandise. Get so bonuses from that, don't they? And you think yeah. the the yeah, goals? Well, yeah, like you say, it's long long term, isn't it? And mm. Liverpool have to be a bit better at that. I don't think they've they've done that well with Van Dijk and Allison recently, yeah. uh, and they had that structure. But it's it's all right. like it's, like to me. I'm I think I'm starting to get a bit disillusioned that they started to go. Yeah, well, you know, we can bring in like Shakirian because he's only costing twelve million, so and he'll fit in because you know he's a decent player and to have around, and we can bring him in every now and again. But it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, no, next player we're bringing in, he's, he can go straight into the team if if he's good. Just look at, I know I don't like comparing us to City, but look at City for example. I know they got more money, and but the the midfield, you know, when De Bruyne is out, you got Bernardo Bernardo Silva comes in. Maris Gundogan Torres really signed Gundogan Gundogan and you think yeah. and then you look at us now and you're thinking Shakiri, yeah okay he might City might have signed him for cheap but he probably wouldn't be on the bench no you know that's the difference does it does it say that maybe we need to sell the owners need to sell the club to like a, a billionaire who will push us on that further I don't know. I know we're solving at the, the moment only, and stuff, but... The only thing that worries me, I like the owners, because the, the way they're using, the way they're handling the club's operations is a very good idea, but when you hear what happening with Boston Red Sox and the, the fans are disillusioned, they're, they're, not, they're not using more money after they won the, the World Series mm. and that they didn't build on that and you know, didn't use more money, and that they feel as though the owners are um, 
what would you say, cheapening them in a way. Uh, that will worry me a little. Mm. I know that I know what they mean. They want the club to be uh, self standing yeah. or self sustaining. Yeah. But at the same time, if you want to, sometimes you you've got to be a bit more aggressive in mm. terms of bringing players in. And I know some people say, "Oh, well, you don't you don't have to sign somebody to make a statement," but sometimes you do. Mm. Yeah, you do. You have to bring in a player that just says, "Oh." You know, these these guys actually mean serious business now in the yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, Rich. I think what I feel what I feel like they, they might be trying to do, and I know we signed Allison and and Van Dyke. I understand that, but Van Dyke was signed from Southampton. It could have not worked, and Allison was signed. Was it from Brazil? Roma? Roma, Roma. Sorry, and. Uh, but for me, it's like, oh, well, this blueprint that we put in place, like Boston Red Sox, I think they won that World Series out of the blue, didn't they? And the the what the setup they had on finding the right players and how they play was never really done before, I don't think. And they've kind of gone, well, we don't need to spend the big bucks and all that stuff to do it because we've got this. You know, we've done it and been successful from not doing that you think well but you're right though you sometimes when you've been champions you've got to make a statement and if you want to stay at the top mm. you've got to you got to yeah well I think like because them teams sometimes only come around once in a lifetime yeah well, we, as, we as a football club we can be a bit hypocritical sometimes I mean we bought John Barnes at the time for a quite a hefty fee from as a young player from Watford, Watford. yeah all those years ago. Uh, Stan Collymore for a record signing for a forward in English football. British British signing, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, obviously that didn't work out, but we went we went for it. You're all right, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, and obviously other players, but... Andy Carroll. Yeah, like I think if you've got... I think if you've got... We've never... It's not very often we get players, is it, from like another club that's mm. as big as we are. No, Bayern right. Munich now with yeah. uh, Thiago is probably the only one that's we've done for a long time, isn't mm. it? That's yes. been it. What will we can? What will we? What we see is the elite level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when was the last time we bought a player from Barcelona or Real Madrid? It just never happens. Luis Garcia, probably. probably wasn't it? Yeah, Luis Garcia. These players that are like, oh well, you know. No one's really bothered about them, but we'll have them because they play yeah. Barcelona. Well, like, I mean, he, he wasn't like Ronaldo. No. You know, Barcelona, was it? We need to make no. a statement signing in the summer for me. Money be damned. I know the just, we've got to do it. And if it's Mbappe or if it's Haaland, whichever yeah. one, I don't care. Or Sancho or something. Well, Sancho maybe, someone, yeah, but... Just someone. Some but for me, it's got to be... For me, it's got to be... Some big name. We've got to get. I think they need to go. I think, like Rob said, you need to go for somebody who's going to guarantee you get. They get a lot of goals, and I, and I don't care if, and I, I don't care if that disjoints or or puts Sadio Mane out or Mohamed Salah out because they're both That's fantastic. You signed a contract. You, you, need, <laughs> you need you need competition, mm. and this, this play is coming in, and then everybody else ups the game. Exactly. Jota does well, you know, and. I'm not saying Jota should, but if that then that makes the team better, that makes mm. them win yeah. more games. That puts them out of the top. That's why City are where they are. It's yeah. because 
It's you know, they... Eduardo Silva last season was sat on the bench for yeah. loads of games for yeah. Man City, and he must have been pissed off with that. But you got to have it. Mm. Yeah. When you look at like Maris, like you say, from Leicester's not played a hell of a lot. He's been uh, in and out, though, hasn't he? Oh yeah. He has. A, they, have, they all have a spell where look, this is my position now, and as soon as they step the foot off the gas, they're out of the mm. team. And the next guy comes in and he goes, "No, it's mine now," and he's up and being the best. When you look at that, but we don't have that. Yeah. We have to be realistic, don't we? The front three haven't got any competition. No. Well. It's yeah, Jota, Jota's, isn't it? Yeah, but to me, the only one, but you need more than that. Yeah, they've become very lax, and I think Sadio Mane's not been as good this year as he has been, and it's only really more Salah who's still scoring the goals for us. Really, yeah, he's, out of the three he's of proven, them. he's proven kind of like I know it's it's a bit corny, but he's kind of proven he's the king, really. He has. He's been our best uh, player this year. He's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. You you, you tried to compete. You did well. But I'm the best at this mm. club. And I like Mane. And only, at, at times he's actually unplayable. You know, I think that Bayern Munich game, the season we won the Champions League, was just proving how good he was. But Salah's kind of gone, oh, mm. I, I kept my level. You've got to keep up, catch up. Yeah. So, uh, going on to any other sports you want to talk about, boys, tonight? Uh, well, for me, we've got, obviously, the Six Nations is back on today. Yeah. Uh, sadly, England lost to Wales just before, forty yeah. points to twenty-four. Yeah, Wales just about deserved. England had way too many penalties. They were they got it back to twenty-four all at one point, but then three penal bad penalties, and Wales got three kicks, and that was kind of game over really for England. Um, so Wales have won three games in a row, three out of three, yeah. and they're looking good for winning the tournament overall. And the other game was Ireland beat Italy 48 points to 10, which is no wow. surprise. Ireland got six tries and won quite easily. Um, so, yeah, that was the Six Nations today. Um, obviously, we had a bit of UFC news last week. I don't know if you saw the main event of last week. Um, Derek Lewis KO'd Curtis Blades with an uppercut. Brutal uppercut, brutal knockout. One minute, 26 seconds of the second round. It was the biggest upset in five years in a main event in the UFC. That was a, it was a good, really, really brutal knockout, but really good from Lewis. And we've got another card tonight, uh, headlined by Rosenstrike versus Cyril Gagne in a heavyweight main event. So it's been like two heavyweight main events in a row. So that should be an yeah. interesting fight tonight. Um, I had a bit of NHL news. Obviously, the divisions at the moment, you're looking at the central division is quite a tight one. Florida Panthers are top at the moment with 28 points. But then a point behind those are Tampa Bay Lightning. point behind those are the Chicago Blackhawks. And then Carolina Hurricanes are fourth. So within, they're all within like three points from fourth to top. In the East, Boston and Washington are level on 24 with the New York Islanders only a point behind them. Uh, the North, Toronto are a bit further ahead. They've got 32 points to Edmonton's 28. And in the West, Vegas are just holding on the Golden Knights from the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues, who've got 22. So there's only like point difference between third and first in the West. I don't know if you saw any of the Lake Tahoe outdoor games last week in Vegas. Colorado beat Vegas 3-2. That was a good, quite a tight game. Uh, but the other game, 
Boston Bruins beat the Philadelphia Flyers 7-3 and a player yeah, called so. David Pasternak won, scored a hat-trick. So that was a quite a one-sided demolition in that yeah. game. But in the NHL, all the divisions are pretty close. There's no real runaway, runaway teams at the moment, so they're all quite tight divisions. I think Toronto's looking quite strong in the north, but all the other divisions are quite close. They're all pretty, pretty even. Especially near the top, there's not much separating the top four or five sides in the, in each division. So I don't know if you guys have seen any hockey this week or anything like that, or caught anything. I saw a couple of the results, like on you mentioned the chat with a hat trick, but no, it is it does look close, doesn't it? Mm. It's nearly the halfway yeah. point, and most of the leagues are looking pretty tight. It's quite competitive, um, looking in the NHL. Uh, tennis wise, obviously, we talked about Melanie Osaka winning last week. Naomi Osaka, sorry, beat winning the Australian Open. She's back to the number two seed in the women's women's uh, side. Yeah. And uh, Djokovic, Novak Djokovic came back. He beat Medvedev in he the final, it. so he's looking back to his best. Um. Yeah, that's basically my news. Obviously, we had the bad news about Tiger Woods having a really yeah. bad crash. So yeah, I don't know if you guys seen. Anything about that That's, with Tiger Woods? I did see, yeah. Apparently, he didn't realise how bad his crash was when they were mm. getting, he was trying to get out of the car and he had to have he had to be cut out of the car. Yeah, I heard that. He's, one of his legs, or both, or one of his legs is messed up, I've heard. I think he had multiple bre- fractures, yeah. He had open fractures, I think, in mm. both his legs. I get the feeling his golf career may be over. I could be wrong, but I, I get the feeling it might be. It will be for a while anyway. It was a subconscious thing to do it on purpose, so he didn't have to play golf anymore. <laughs> you never know, do. Well, I don't know how it happened. I really, I don't. It, nothing about him being under the influence of anything like um, alcohol or anything. Just a bad crash. No, but if you if you check out his uh, series on HBO about his uh, childhood, it makes you wonder sometimes. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I still think he's probably one of the greatest golfers of all time. I know he's had, yeah, I know he's had a lot of personal issues and things like that. But you can't take away from how good he was a golfer and probably, like you say, one of the best, if not the best. And to come back and win the Masters as well, Mm. pretty much as a wild card. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely phenomenal. He's amazing. I've got some basketball to go over. Mm -hmm. I think. I'll mention first off is um, Utah lost um, yesterday um, to Miami, uh, one hundred and sixteen to one two four, and obviously Donovan Mitchell's still playing out, playing some of the best basketball in the league. Uh, he's got thirty points, but I think Jimmy Butler's now back and getting back to the levels of what he achieved over the past couple of years with Miami. He got thirty three points, eleven rebounds and eight assists and a steal and I think that's pretty impressive. I saw that, uh, yeah, I was I seen him uh, back, yeah. And um yeah, and obviously I'll mention LeBron James last night again, it, I think it's only I think it's the fifth time he's done it. Well it's fifth time for LA or the fifth time in his career he's led the Lakers last night and all five scoring. From points, rebounds, assists, and steals. Wow, unbelievable! <laughs> like you said, Rich, before at thirty-six, he is one of the, definitely one of the, still one of the best in the NBA. 
I watched them against uh, Utah, was it, when they were uh, battered, really. Yeah. And uh, you could see, like, the last, some of the game, like, he was stood on the sidelines, le- leaning over on his knees with his hands, and he looked tired. And you think, yeah. I think he was playing without Anthony Davis in the team. I think he's playing about so, uh, 40, which is yeah. way too much, really, for no, it is. 36. Nobody else's. They're not getting any three points. He was putting up three points in earlier in the season, about five, I think. But he's not even hitting them now. I think he's getting like one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, one, three points or so. You know, they're, they're struggling, I think. Uh, we'll see what they're like without Anthony Davison. Yeah, well, yeah. they are struggling. They're, they're five for five. And so they've won five, lost five in the last ten. Mm. So um, I think... Um, Kyle Leonard is showing his class. I think he seems to be consistently performing. You know some of the high numbers in the NBA and um, Chicago. One I think I want to mention. I know Bulls lost to Phoenix last night, but I don't think it was an interesting game. I think there was no big scorers through both teams. Uh, but Zach Levine's an All Star, isn't he? Yeah. That news this week. That was good news. Yeah. He deserves it. He definitely does. Uh, there's quite a good interview where I think Chicago Bulls set him up with. They were saying he was going to be interviewed by the media, and it was his mum and dad. And then I think Jamal Crawford, a past player he looked up to and, and was known for a long time, was on the interview, like the the video as well, video call. It's quite a good one to mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, but I think it's like a bit like what Rob was saying about the um, NHL. It's close. I know Utah's it wins uh, is the best record at the moment by by far in the NBA. But every other division is pretty close. Mm. There's two. There's three at the top in each one where the, the numbers are the same, and then the ones below. I think there's only a couple of teams like Orlando and uh, Minnesota. Sacramento and Detroit uh, who are quite low like low wins I think um, Detroit are you, you look at you look at the teams yeah. who are guys Detroit you're right yeah. is LA Lakers Clippers Brooklyn Clippers Jazz even though they struggle a little Utah Phoenix uh, and the Phoenix can't really like Portland um, Golden State yeah Portland well I'm saying the ones that are guaranteed mm. Oh, for me in the West it's like you say the Clippers the Lakers the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz for me in the in the West 76ers are phenomenal as mm. well you've got to give it to them then maybe the Bucks well, in the East and the Nets they're not their record at the moment isn't great they've won two now but I think before then they had a bit of a bad run yeah um, but there's still a, the win ratio to the defeats ratio is still a lot better than well, yeah. the one it's 20, 22 for 11 yeah, yeah. exactly there's no yeah. There's not many other teams that again that average on the all the rest are like sixteen and seventeen. Dallas, for example, mm. they're, they're really poor considering the players that they've got. Boston you know, not doing great. They're disappointing, Dallas. Um they are very disappointing. Oh yeah, well Philadelphia fourth in the in the league. Um with their record. So who's number one? It's Brooklyn, is it? Number one is Utah by a mile. Yeah. Uh, twenty six yeah. for seven. Then it's Clippers, 24 for 11. Then mm. it's LA, 23 for 11. Then it's Philadelphia, 
22 for 11. Phoenix, 21 for 11. Mm. And Brooklyn Nets, 22 for 12 in Milwaukee. Mm. The, them seven are kind of, there's a bit of a gap. And yeah. then below that, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few teams again. It's like another league, really. Mm. That top seven. Top below seven, that, yeah. Another like seven or eight teams. We look at Toronto have changed. Toronto have turned it around, haven't they, a little bit? Sorry, Rich, carry on. The the problem with those teams that are in that middle bit is because they've had problems with COVID Mm. and obviously injuries. Injuries. Mm. Miami, for example, have too many injuries to too too many good players. Mm. I think that's why they're in the situation that they are. They're back now, though. The record, they've turned that around for being the one the worst. They're now, they're, they're, they're winning. They've won seven in the last ten. Mm. Seven out of the last ten. Mm. They're, they're one of the best at the moment from the last like ten games. They're one of the best in the NBA, but they were so far behind. <laughs> um, well, they've kept pretty much the same team. I think they have to when when they win the finals. So I think mm-hmm. they're. I think if they can keep Butler and Adebayo fit and and playing with no COVID, you know, restrictions or anything, they'll. They'll get far again, I They could maybe go on a streak and peak at the right time, couldn't they, for the yeah. playoffs? The one, the one team for me will be, like, it'll be interesting to see how they do is the likes of um, Spurs, Portland and Golden State Warriors. I mm. think they could upset one of the big guys if they get when they get in the playoffs. Yeah, very uh, true. But yeah. will they have enough depth to take it? I don't mm. think they will. Uh, they got too many injuries now. I think they've done really well to keep up. Really, with the injuries that they've had, because Damian Lillard's been the one that's been for them. They rely on heavily. They rely on Lillard, Anthony coming off the bench, and McCollum coming off the bench. Yeah, but they've not been. They've not been there though. That's the problem. Anthony. No, uh, not been there. They've been injured. The only <laughs> one who's kind of been there is Lillard, isn't it? Mm. So. Yeah. He's the only one who's like been solid and he been can't playing. Carry that. That team for much longer. Can't keep it going all the time. No. Because he's hitting the most 30 points a game, is it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. He's, he's, uh, he's up there with the best, I think. Um, you know, as we mentioned before, and I'll bring it up, you mentioned, Rich, that you think LeBron James is the best in the NBA at the moment. I know you mentioned his age, and that's got to be a massive factor for putting up the numbers he's putting up. You know, 22 points a game, wherever it is, on average. But... You know he's he's getting double doubles and stuff like that. Um, and I think he is one of the best. You can't deny him that. But I think when you compare players like him to the numbers that Lillard's putting up and Donovan Mitchell's putting up and what Butler did last night and Leonard and Kawhi Leonard and stuff, it's yeah, like they're not, getting, they're not getting overall, Anthony. That's the thing. You gotta put that into perspective. What what is LeBron James is doing for the Lakers? Oh, what he's doing for the Lakers as an individual. He's getting getting points. He's getting rebounds. You know, this isn't this isn't. He's getting uh, free throws. Getting his field goals. You know, he's not. It's not like he's doing a little where he's shooting three points after three points after three points, and then that's it. He's doing an overall. Little just more than that. Nah, he gets he, he's well known for his points, really, isn't he? I mean, rebounds yes. he's not not going to get very many, but that's obviously because of his height. Obviously, I'm not taking that to the question, but 
I think the way LeBron James is, the the leadership he's got and his his assists especially as well, is you know the things that he does in the games to to still be doing what he's doing and keeping the Lakers near the top. Because without him and the team, I don't think they'd be as good as what mm. they are. At the present. No, I agree. No, they wouldn't. Uh, that's um, why. I, that's that's why I think he's the best in the NBA still. Mm. Because all the other players that are there, they're not, they're not reaching the levels that he's been reaching consistently for years. It's very true. I think with it, with it, with the Lakers, you you got to look at. Um, okay, I know Anthony Davis has not played a couple of games, but they they've got a, they've got a championship winning team. I think if you look at like I know, look at likes of Doncic at, at Dallas and, you know, Jokic. No, if you look at the numbers he's putting up, it's the, across board assists, rebounds, points um, from both of them two is greater than LeBron's. But the impact they're having to take a team to a championship isn't there. Mm. So I understand yeah. where from the yeah. I mean, I agree with you in the sense that the, the players they got around, but I think that yeah. The, he reminds me. What's the word to say? He reminds me of the Stephen Gerrard. His influence is far greater than just what. Oh yeah, mean. his presence is is ego. You can see it though, can't you? But I mean, it's like I think the younger players are like Doncic. What is he now? Twenty one. He's going to be mm. unbelievable in the next. Oh yeah. It is the future of the NBA in that sense mm. for me. Uh, with these these younger players like Jar Morant as well, the way Devin playing. Devin Booker is, and team players, yeah, they get Giannis as well. And, mm. uh, yeah. You know these these players are going to be fantastic, but I think for, in terms of like you look over his career, it's nobody's nobody's hitting that what he's done mm. oh, no. for a long long time. No, since um, Kobe yeah, Bryant, I, isn't I like it? Like, yeah, I like a player like Damian Lillard. I think he's fantastic, but. He doesn't touch a glove on LeBron James. Not a finger. Mm. No. Not a finger. No. Well, he can't until he wins championship. Like, you know. <laughs> so, he can't until right. he, 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 he consistently wins championships. Mm. But he's never going to win one, Anthony. At the moment, he's not, no. You, um, he's no, been a no. of nine years. And he's 29 now. So he's yeah. still got a few years left. But who's he going to go to? Who's going to get him? LA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think. It, I don't. I don't know how he'd no. fit. Don't know how he'd work no. at LA. No, the, the LeBron James will go down. It'll be he, well. He is one of the all-time greats, um, yeah. and his his numbers show it. Um, I just, I think that at the moment there is better players in the NBA. But he's thirty-six years old, so there should be better players in the NBA than. Um, yeah, well, you might. Could you imagine playing? I always think, could you? I could imagine him playing at Brooklyn, as an example. I think he'd be. I think he'd be a regular starter for the, the Nets. He's, he's not. He's not finishing anytime soon, LeBron James. No, I think he'll play till he's forty. He's going to play till he's forty, right? Mm. He's, he's going to try and play. To sit. I know what Jordan had then breaks, um, two breaks, when he played in his early forties. He's going to play at least another two years, mm. LeBron James. Mm. At least, um, but he'll have to slow down. <laughs> Some point. Yeah, 
Not play 40 minutes in a game and be like on his knees. No, you can't do that. We can't do it. It's physically impossible after a while. Yeah, I'm done. Thank you for the podcast tonight, boys. It was a good one, as usual. Yeah, it was great. I like the heated debate at the end. That was good. (laughs) It wasn't heated, was it? Well, no, no, that's true. But we seem to quickly we seem to have these conversations before or after and I thought mm. no I want to bring one up no I agree yeah yeah, yeah. but I think sometimes Good. we have to be we have to be a bit more we have to be a bit less uh, on a biased when it comes to the teams we support mm. definitely no, more open to the players that we're seeing especially yeah. especially when it comes to the NBA because you when you support a certain team, you can be a bit like, oh, no, you do. And I, I think there's so much talent, talent in the NBA as well. Mm. I think um, you get carried away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're a team or a player you follow for a long time. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. But I appreciate the skills that these players bring. Me too. Gotcha. All right, boys. Speak to you later. Don't forget yeah, to follow us in. on Instagram and like us on all the podcast apps. Send us an yeah. email if you like. Just let us know how you're finding the podcast and if you're enjoying it. And that's it from yeah, me. Definitely. Yeah, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. See you, everybody. Yeah.